I had a friend, um, and unfortunately he had to close his business down. It was really hard on him mentally. And it was almost like, and you shouldn't feel this way, but it was almost the shame of like, hey guys, like I'm, I'm a business owner. I, this is what I do. And then saying, oh, actually like I fucked that up. I'm a bit of a failure. I'm going to go and do something else. And, yeah. and not that makes you a failure, but like that, that, that actually feeling. was a really big motivator for me to continue going, to be honest. You're listening to the Growth Manifesto podcast, brought to you by Web Profits, where we share inspiring stories of real people who've succeeded in the marketing and business world. Today, we interview Max Doyle, founder and managing director of Hello Social, a social media agency and technically a competitor of ours. In this episode, we go head to head and discuss the agency landscape, the different ways to run a social media strategy, and how to differentiate yourself from the market. So let's get into it. So tell us about your childhood. This is actually pure vodka, just so we're clear. (laughs) Absolutely. Tell me about my my childhood. I was actually grew up in the southeast of of Sydney, funnily enough. Whereabouts? Yeah. Coogee, actually southeast. Oh, okay. So you're actually a <laughs> oh, really? southeast person. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Isn't actually. that what Adrian just said? Yeah, it's but he got it wrong though. Yeah. Is it the east south? Is it? I don't even know. What was Botany? Honestly, I don't think it's Botany not, even is an area. You've got St George Eastern <laughs> Suburbs. You've got sure Southern it's Shire. It's yeah. It's it, it's it's just a port, really. It's, it's <laughs> a port. Port. We love you, Adrian. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't hate us. We're, we're, Please we're don't make any friends around here. <laughs> yeah, really yeah. it's like yeah. It's like you be careful actually if you mess with the video editor. <laughs> I know. Exactly. Can, He's he, so handsome though. Like, why <laughs> would you want to? <laughs> it's the way he edits. So Max, tell me, tell me, tell me. Hello, social. Is that is that a question? That's yeah, that was tell it. me, Helen. <laughs> that was that was pretty much oh, it. No, okay. no, I mean, no, no. Tell me, tell me where it's going. Like the, the, the whole idea of today is, I'm gonna love, I'm gonna love doing this podcast mm, because mm. now I've got. Oh, I was gonna say David, David and Goliath, but that's not fair, is it? No, because who's on who? Alex, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like, like David and David. <laughs> yeah, it's like David. Yeah, sure. It's like Rocky One. Mm. It's like I've got Apollo Creed <laughs> and then Rocky Balboa. That's exactly. what I'm going with. They're mm. two great titans going head to head in the um, <laughs> the social media space here, and and I love it. Um, where do we start, Alex? I'm going to start with you. G'day, mate. How are you? Good, thanks, Tony. How are you? Very, mate? very good. That's something that we always do. <laughs> there you That's go. something that we always Absolutely. do. You know what's interesting about today is that um, um, probably officially like we're competitors like like from the outside yeah you know? yeah yeah we both have agencies in Australia yeah um, fact yeah fact yeah yep. um, we both do social media also fact yeah you do social media very differently to how we very, do social media I, though. I would imagine so <laughs> I don't know what you do exactly but um yeah probably do it I approach it from different ways as well I would imagine I'll tell you what Maybe. Max this we'll is out. a podcast so mm. we can ask any question we want so Go you can nuts. find out exactly <laughs> I can also say you, anything I want I know, so but, but you, can, sword, really. you can ask Alex whatever you like yeah, you yeah. Can. So how do you do it show me your P&L <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah no I'm, 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 I should have had more questions before I arrive don't worry they'll come to you okay brilliant yeah they'll come to you here Max just start writing anything comes to you just go for it no no but it is quite quite exciting you i mean like alex you say you are competitors but you aren't how how would you differentiate the two businesses um first of all i think um like in australia i think there's this this um this extra attention (laughs) oh this has made max uncomfortable (laughs) (laughs) yeah what went down the wrong pipe so Uh, no so, so i think in australia there's this um uh attitude with the um the agency owners i've met across the years where it's like this really closed approach where like 
but I'm quite open. So I just go and I just talk and I share. I don't share my PL, <laughs> right. but I do, you know, share and so on. And then they don't share back. And it's oh, like, and I'm like, why rude. are you sharing back? It's like, oh, well, because, you know, we're, you know, we might have the same clients and, you know, like, you know, like I don't want you to steal our clients. And like, wait, just that's not how I approach any of this stuff, you know, like I am focused on our company, like I'm focusing on us, I'm focused on just expanding us as much as possible. Yep. Um, and I met uh, the lovely Max one night and I'm like, hey, cool. So he runs Hello Social. I've heard so much about Hello Social. I've seen their stuff. I like their stuff. I know there's a fair few people like him where profits that have shared their memes. Um, that was your social strategy <coughs> in the past? Was that like a meme thing for marketers? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll go into that in depth later on. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. that was like, Super uh, successful, I would say. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I would say that was one of the things that put Hello Social on the map, like very early on. Yeah, yeah. Really, really, like helped us increase our brand awareness when we really, you know, we were we were nobodies really. Like we're just a small agency, like four, five, six people in Sydney, nothing yeah. differentiating us from too many other players. And then we did the memes, and that sort of really put us on the map for the first time. Yeah, that was many years ago. And yeah, sort of you know built that snowball since then. How many years ago was that? Because I'm like pretty old now, <laughs> so I can't tell anymore how long things ago were. Five, maybe five years ago. Yeah. So Hello Social has been around for seven and a half years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so um, I would say that the difference, and this is correct me if I'm wrong, right? Um, I'm I'm so intrigued to hear this, and I'll tell you what I what I think what the difference think? is, and we can compare notes. Cool, and, um, and I'll ring a little bell for each round. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what was that guy's name in Rocky? <laughs> Fight. Uh, yeah, no, I'll be I'll be Mick, the old the old uh, the coach. I'll be coach, right? Yeah, great. Um, but um, um, but like in all seriousness, I think um, the difference is that from a social perspective, as uh, we use it um, to scale um, performance. Yeah, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems the Hello Social is about the social media campaign strategy and kind of engaging across the brand um, to provide an experience. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. I could be wrong there. I, I would say you hit, you hit the nail on the head. I would say, um, yeah, what I would think you guys would be is more bottom of the funnel. It is more about conversion and ROI and and all of that. And don't get me wrong, we do have clients that we do that for. We have clients we do that for very well. But I would say 80% of clients are much higher up the funnel. Yeah, It's more about content production. It's more about awareness and engagement. I mean, some of our clients, for example, Makita Power Tools that have been around for a very long time, you can't actually buy Power Tools off their website. You can only buy it through their, their, their vendors, their distribution channels. So for them, it's just, we just want, you know, everyone, everyone got a very high level of brand awareness. We just want people engaging regularly. Just we would always stay front of mind, build the brand. You know, and it's not like you can't track that with metrics. It's not pure fluff by any stretch of the imagination, but it, it's 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 the top end, not the not the, yeah. the pointy end of the bottom. Yeah, I was also yeah, I, I see the kind of content which you produce. It's extremely highly pro like there's a lot of production production value around. Yeah, it. yeah. And I guess I must be seeing kind of the big campaigns on like your social media, um, like for example the Uber campaign which you just ran for the Melbourne Cup. Was that right? Yeah, yeah. Like that's, that's right. not the kind of campaign that we would run, you know. And that's why I was kind of. Exactly. Assuming your whole and, and and in that sense we are although within the same space we are apples and oranges yeah, yeah. we're that that's the top top end like content mass reach impressions engagement to some extent yeah very different from what's my ROAS you know <laughs> what's my ROAS I want to scale this bad boy yeah and it's got to go fast and hard yeah. <laughs> 
Well done, gentlemen. Round one. That was fantastic. Uh, on the scoreboard that I've got here, I've got Max at one and Alex at one. And, and I saw a zero. Uh, that's that's actually that's okay. a zero there. What mate. this like, is is it's called the name drop. Okay. Ooh, oh, it's called the name drop. It, it, it's the um. Who was the company that you just tried? What was it? Uber. I don't no, know what you heard of them. No, no, no. He said Makita. Um, Makita. Oh, thank Makita. you, Grant. Oh, okay. He dropped that so um, subtly, like, oh, I just bought a Porsche. Right? Yeah. One of those subtle, like, <laughs> oh. Alex, you get a point because you mentioned one of his clients. Oh. <laughs> okay, See cool. I, mean? I do that. Yeah, oh. you name dropped one of his, so that's uber cool. Right. Okay. Hey. <laughs> you drop your own, so we're yeah. at one all at the moment. But Max, okay. you know what? You are an amazing human being. I would love to know the journey yeah. of how you actually got to Hello Social. What did you do before? Mm-hmm. And yep. Great. So I um, really hate it when, you, when you're at university and they're like, we have a motivational speaker, someone who's really done it coming in to tell their story. And this guy walks in, he's like, yeah, I drive a Ferrari and, and I, I left my job after working there for eight years and I started my own company. And then three years later, I was a multimillionaire. And I'm like, well, they fuck, that mate, that didn't fucking happen to me. I can tell you that much. <laughs> um, I, was, I was three years in still fucking eating migarang noodles in the, in the cupboard. Um, so I'll tell you, I'll tell you my story. And so I really love telling people the, the real, true, raw story because people get one year into a business and like, well, I haven't made any money. I've just gone into debt and oh, it must, I must be doing something wrong because everyone else is doing it so well. And um, I think of, of most people that have made it in business, they're, you know, they know how hard it is and it's always hard. It's not hard one year in, it's hard also, you know, six, seven years in if you want to be doing it properly. So, it's uh, still hard 15 years in, to be clear. Okay, <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, I, I yeah. can imagine. Yeah. Um, and so I, I always wanted to be in business. I always wanted to have my own company. Uh, my father was a successful businessman and, you know, business was discussed around the dinner table. And, you know, he, he had um, franchises in Western Sydney, which were quite far between each other. So we, we spent a lot of time in the car driving between them and he would say, so Max, I've had this staff member, he's not happy about this, I'm going to tell him that, that he needs to improve this, and then I'm going to tell him how much of a good job he's doing. And he was always, um, it was always discussed, and so I think it was always expected of me, not in a negative way, but it was always expected that I was going to go into business. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I didn't know what, I always thought I was going to have this big idea. I thought I was going to have like the new Uber or something like that. Um, but I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, and so... I thought, okay, I have to go to uni. Well, I'm, I'm 18, I finished high school, I should go to uni. I'll study marketing because if I can learn how marketing works, then at least when I have my big idea, I'll know how to get customers. Mm-hmm. Everything else will sort itself out, right? Right. Yeah, Yeah. Sure. I try to just create a lot of things and end up just I figured out how to do marketing yeah. without being able to create my own software giant. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. So, um, so... Uh, finished uni and st- uh, s- finished at uni. Didn't finish uni. There's a difference. <laughs> I, uh, the, my most highest qualification did you is my. How far did you go? Uh, I, I, I went there for a while. Um, went there for like three or four years, and then I left with no no uh, qualification. And you're studying marketing. Yep. yep. And I, uh, I think I just had to finish off one sort of. Um, paper at the end, which I didn't do. And I, and I, all? And I always said Disgraceful. That, and I always said to myself, I was like, I'm only going here for the education, not necessarily for the qualification, mm-hmm. um, which in hindsight was fucking stupid. But anyway, it is what it is. Um, so I only have- For my, one paper at the end. Exactly, exactly. So I only have like one, one I only have um, uh, a, I only have my high school diploma essentially. Um, 
which is quite ironic. Um, so then I, I went and I was trying to get a job in marketing, but uh, no one would hire me because I didn't have any experience in, uh, in, in marketing. It's always so hard to get your first job, isn't it? It's like, oh, you know, for, for your entry level job, we want someone with one to two years experience, <laughs> which is so silly in hindsight. But now I'm on the other side of the table, literally uh, in interviews and I'm like, well, you know, I can for an entry level wage, there are people out there that have, have one or two years of experience. And it is, it would be a poor choice for me um, as a shareholder in this company to hire someone with no experience when you can get someone with, with one year for basically mm-hmm. a, a similar salary, unfortunately. Um, so we, uh, so I, I ended up getting, I, I thought, what, what differentiates me from other marketers? And it was the fact um, that I did do uh, promotions on MySpace back in the day. So like nightclub promotions uh, and like... Uh, running events. Is uh, that what you did in the start? That's what I did it? whilst I was at university. Uh, okay, okay. so you were like, look, money. I've done marketing. I've been yeah, marketing like, MySpace sure. events. Exactly, and- exactly. I know all this stuff. So this was literally like, H- like HTML code on, on MySpace. And then it what, was- What, those flashy backgrounds? Flashy that ones back- that were oh, like they called me Mr. Crazy? Flashy Background back in the day. <laughs> yeah, that was my jam. Um, no, so I, I then went and uh, got a- uh, got a job because I, I did know about, uh, about Facebook and, and I was studying it so much at home. Got a job in a digital marketing agency doing their social media. I worked there for like nine months and I messaged a friend of mine who's, who's a successful businessman and I said, all I need, I didn't even mean anything by it. I said, all I need to start my own agency is a website, a graphic designer and an office. And he replied, said, I can get you those things. And so that's how... Uh, Hello Social initially was started seven and a half years ago. And is he a partner in the business? Is He's, that what his part part he, of it was? He he was at the beginning, and he was um he was a, a part of the business and helped me get it on its feet in those early yep. days. Yeah, and then now he he is a a shareholder. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean that's the that's like the best investment ever, like a website. Um, uh, um, some space in an office. And what was the third thing? Uh, a graphic designer. A graphic designer. <laughs> I think he, you know, he already had one. So I was like, okay, you get like 30% of their time. Um, That's yeah. great. So, yeah. And so sort of ra- wrapping up my point, um, the first six months, I think we did literally like three and a half thousand dollars revenue. Yeah. Um, and obviously absolutely nothing. I had no for idea. lots and lots of hours of work. For lots and lots of hours <laughs> of work, for, you know, 50 hours a week. And then, you know, setting up the company and all that sort of jazz. And then, um, and then we got some more clients and we got some more clients and it's, it's gone. It's gone. And he's pointing up like, and down and uh, down. Yeah, and yeah, up. sorry. This is a podcast. Um, it's, going up, it's gone up and down. Um, but uh, yeah, it was just so hard during those early days. And I look at all these other agencies that start up and they, and they, and they stop after a few, uh, a few months when it gets hard, when they can't pay their bills. And I get it. I would just, you know, my advice would be persevere through. It's not going to happen overnight. But if you're selling the right thing, you're doing good work, you know, you put the hard work in, it will happen. And how long did it take until you started to actually um, to get a proper wage out of it? Uh, it was... How many years, months? It was, it, was, it was about a year until I could get like... A, uh, I was on $36,000 a year yeah. for like two years. And that's after the first year? That's after the first year. Yeah. And I had staff that were on seventy five eighty, yeah. and I was on thirty six, yeah. And I, I, had, I had no money. Um, and... I could have, you know, I could have left and gone and gotten a job for 80, 90, maybe. Um, but yeah, I just stayed true and, uh, and, and yeah, it, you it picked up eventually. You-, you know what? I actually, I actually wasn't really tempted. I think for me having to, the hardest thing would have been like saying, you know, I had a friend um, and unfortunately he had to close his business down. It was really hard on him mentally. 
And it was almost like, and you shouldn't feel this way, but it was almost the shame of like, hey guys, like I'm, I'm a business owner. I, this is what I do. And then saying, oh, actually like I fucked that up. I'm a bit of a failure. I'm going to go and do something else. And, yeah. and not that makes you a failure, but like that, that, that actually feeling. was a really big motivator for me to continue going, to be honest. Well, it sort of makes sense because your dad is a business owner as well. Uh, and did he own many franchises or a franchise? What was it? He for? owned uh, multiple, he owned, uh, it was just one company, but it was multiple franchises of that company. Okay. So yeah. was there also pressure from dad as well to, to succeed? Um, In the back of your mind, maybe? Yeah, yeah, there was. There, there was definitely like, oh, you know, this, you know, Honestly, you're saying this should be you should be a bit more advanced than this right now, right? Well, yeah, which is quite. It's like I think of it. Is that like, what he said to you, by the way? Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's the, so that's extra pressure. Yeah. Far yeah. out. Thanks, Dad. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh well. Well, it's like the elite athlete having a kid and going, "You should really excel in this sport as well." Yeah. You know, and it doesn't happen, and then God knows what. So you you persevered, and, and Dad said that to you. Um, do you still have a relationship with your father at the moment? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. absolutely, um, and, and we're very close. Um, and you know, I, I get it myself. Like I look at my little brother, and I'm like, and he was helping me with something the other day, and I was like, you, you should be better at that at, at this. And I was like, Max, shut up, don't just, don't say that. You know, like you, you should know better. And yeah. so I think, yeah, people look, look at things maybe who have been there and done that, maybe don't realise what they were like at you know twenty four. I also think um, we do take on like a lot of kind of kind of how our parents have done things and the good parts and the bad parts, you know? And that's like, it sounds like that you're kind of treating that your brother like your father treated you kind of thing. Like, and I see myself all the time, like, that's what my mum does. Yeah. I hate that about my mum. I'm doing that stuff now and I really don't like it. And it's so good yeah. that you can look at that in yourself and go, okay, I'm going to change that. That's not okay. Yeah, yeah, cool. So then how did you get your first initial clients that actually paid you proper money? Not the ones that made you three and a half grand, the, the yeah. ones afterwards where you could actually start to kind of hire people. Yeah. What was your initial approach, you know? The initial approach. So that I, worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think, um, you know, we, we, God, we were um, spending a lot of money on Google AdWords in the beginning, um, approaching burning cash on that. And, and the quality of leads that you get when you don't, you, your company doesn't have a portfolio, you're probably fighting on price. And uh, yeah, the quality of clients you're getting from Google AdWords in that in that setup um, for us were really really not fantastic clients. But yeah. you know, and, and that's the thing. That's where Hello Social has actually come from. It has come from working with small businesses and working with small budgets. You know, that had a thousand dollars Facebook advertising per month, and we had to we had to make that work. I actually think there's a lot of there's a lot of merit in in, in really working with those small businesses because you do learn how to make the cookie stretch for those people. Yeah. Yeah. So so it makes it, you a better marketer for sure. Oh, 100%. You need to get it right with not much budget, you know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, you're boosting something for like 10, 15 dollars, you're like, "Come on, please work." <laughs> oh, wait. They need to do seven a better leads for that. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So um uh so I think we we Ran for a while. And we were doing good work, and then I, we got referred like a few a few big clients, and then we worked really hard and we delivered on that. You got uh, referred. Referred. So from whom? From I think I went to a few networking events, met a few people, and you got to realize when I'm, I'm talking 2012, 2013. Oh, this is just when Facebook this is, started. This is the early days, like yeah. a social media agency. Oh, there's like two of those, <laughs> you know, like this is meeting this other guy uh, to find find it out, but um. So, so we did get referred to some good clients, uh, some big, big brands, and then we did do good work for them. And then I remember one of the big turning points was um, uh, I, I had an intern who, who came to work at, at Hello Social and they did, um, they, and I, he was a, a bit older and, and I was like, why, why are you doing an internship? And he, he was amazing. And then he went and got a job at a big company. And I was like, 
and, and I realized how, you know, how good he was actually. Um, and he was so, so humble, just did the work um, and did an amazing job. And he was really grateful that that was his first job in Australia. I helped him get a bit of a resume, helped him get that job. And then he came back to us and said, you know, I, I I did good work and I was with you. I'd like to employ you guys. And it was a $14,500 retainer. And so $14,500 to a small business, yeah. that's fucking two staff members, you know? <laughs> like that was, and, that, and then that consistent revenue just off that was for 12 months. And that really allowed us to then scale and get some more staff. And it's often, you know, that tipping point of what actually helps you, you get there. And it's not one tipping point and then you're off forever. Like I feel there's, there's many tipping there points is. that you have o- over the years. And yeah. so how did you scale from that point? You know, cause now, okay, cool. So now you've got the one client or that is paying you that much money, let's say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a bunch of small ones, right? But then you scaled. Yes. How did you scale from that point, you know? Yeah, I think it was, um, I wish I had like a, a, a magic story around what it was, but I think from then it was just, yeah, grinding, just uh, working really hard. Um, and I, I think that's so generic, but it was, it, it, it just allowed us me to hire a couple more staff, which allowed me to probably have a bit more time to do business development. Um, and so you did the business like, dev? Oh yeah, yeah. I did okay, the business so you were dev doing until like five sales? years. Yes, yeah, so the sales is the business yes, dev? Yes, Oh yes. And so that's a really good point. Um, yeah, uh, and I'll dive into that more, but um, but I was yeah d- responding to the inbound leads. Where were the inbound leads coming from? Very good question. I think they. Oh, I invested I in. I, be- <laughs> I invested in SEO from day one. I shared an office with a, with, a, with a, an SEO gentleman who was amazing at SEO named De- um, Dennis Koo. He he was brilliant, and he taught me um, very much the, the foundations of Google AdWords and uh, and SEO. Mm-hmm. And I invested in SEO from day one, and I would say our SEO is. Um, fucking brilliant, really, if I'm being honest with you. Still uh, now? Still now. Yeah. 100%. We do two blog posts a week. We're very, very big on inbound marketing. Um, and we probably rank um, very highly for most re- relevant keywords, if not first. Yeah, great. So you really don't like search ads? Oh, I do like... Oh, because I saw you advertising quite a bit. Oh, we, oh, Is that like I, just so kind of after now there's all the money coming in? Now you're like, I want more of the pie now. Oh. Right? That's because... Uh, just like some background, I mean, that's um, kind of like how we started as well. Like mm-hmm. we were trying to pay money for uh, for Google Ads. In fact, like in the very start, we actually did a pamphlet drop. And I'm, like this is before, right? I'm like, wait a minute, we have a digital agency. Alex, well, some people won't know what a pamphlet drop is. <laughs> the younger people, well, we might have to explain that. No. It comes on this thing called paper. <laughs> it doesn't need to be explained at all, <laughs> right? But um, it's not on the internet. Yeah. Um, but then I'm like, wait a minute, I. Like I'm selling this service. Why don't I use that service for us? Like this was like this is after about like a month after I had folded like <laughs> nine thousand envelopes because I was doing because we didn't have much money. So I'm like, and yeah, my yeah, tongue yeah. was like, oh, oh, it yep. wasn't good. I was like, I should have got the sticker ones, <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> not the ones we had to we, lick. We, I won't even go there. <laughs> you didn't get the sticker ones. <laughs> no, I didn't get the sticker. Ones. Come on, man! It would have been an extra two cents an envelope <laughs> yeah. or something. Oh, no, <laughs> you know, I have to get a sponge anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's it was right. bad. It was bad. Yeah. So then I started AdWords, right, yeah. and then like. And then we were like, "Cool, we got it. We spent all this money, and we got a client paying us three hundred bucks a month. Mm-hmm. And we just we just overserviced them. It just went nowhere, um, yep. and we didn't get any referrals as a result. And we have started um, to kind of invest in some SEO stuff. Mm. This is like back in two thousand and six, back when it was the wild west, let's call it. And then all of a sudden, we started to rank at the top yep. of Google, like oh. number one for everything." Yep. All the keywords, all the pages. And it was like, and all of a sudden we started to get phone calls. I'm like, where the hell are these phone calls coming from? Are they, what's yeah. And that was because of our rankings, right? And so this is like, it's, it's um, 
that kind of lasted for about five years, right? And that kind of supported like a lot of the early growth until we had like enough money to really spend on acquiring other customers. I think like in the agency space, it's really hard to acquire a customer. Like mm-hmm. it's really hard to, to, to pay money on advertising to acquire a customer. Yeah, like okay. especially as a startup that doesn't yeah, have the brand, yeah. that doesn't have the portfolio, that doesn't have all the thing, but just has this hunger yep. and has this idea and wants to start. There's so many agencies now. Like yeah. there's just like in every area, right? And so it's a similar thing, yeah? So we had this kind of thing that helped us scale in the beginning, you know? And I think that's that's harder these days. I yeah, think it's yeah, harder for companies yeah. like mm. these days to start an agency. Sure. Yeah, 100%. Definitely more competitive. Yeah, okay, cool. And so when did the thing, um, the the memes start? I think it was- um, And just explain the memes, just for people um, like that me. haven't- Heard yeah. it, like Tony for sure yeah, hasn't sure. heard it. I don't I know if Adrian's think I heard know it what it means, but I got no idea. <laughs> yeah, not not what the word meme means. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> okay. oh, no, 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 no. Ex- explain. explain. Should, should we explain what meme means? No, 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 no. no. Please, Max, over to you. <laughs> okay, um, cool. Round so, three. <laughs> um, so basically, um, yeah. So Hello Social every Wednesday um, at about five thirty ish. Produces and posts a social media or a marketing related meme. So it's it's all it's a joke. We never offend anyone. Definitely have in the past. Have I gotten angry client emails about it? Maybe. Mm. Um, and so, uh, it, so many years ago, we I think I did, I posted like a fucking tip, like make sure you find out the best time of day to post for your Facebook page. And I was like, this is so generic. Everyone knows this shit. Like, no one's interested in this piece of content. No one. I'm posting for posting's sake, which especially in a pay-to-play market that we're in today. You have to pay for people to see your content on social media. Um, you, you, know, you you shouldn't just be posting for, for, for no reason. So I thought, God, like I would like to think of myself, believe it or not, as a funny human being. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I reckon I could try, I could try like a marketing joke. And, um, and I thought, okay, let, let's, let's give it a crack. And I think I, I did, did one and it got like, got a bunch of likes. I was like, oh, okay. What, this is, what this was is the joke? joke? Fuck if I know. I should go through it. You should go through it. I should do it. For your next podcast, when I you should. talk about this, you yes. should be like, it was this. Oh, wait, that was a horrible one. The next oh. one. <laughs> I should get it like tattooed on me somewhere. Yeah. Like, it's, it, it's, but it landed, right? Like you got a response. It, it got enough of a response to me yeah. like, okay, that's all right. I can do that again. And so I think next Wednesday I did, and I did a few. Um, and then, and then uh, there was this really funny guy called Matt McCaffrey in the office. Um, really, uh, yeah, very funny bloke. And, and I think I handed it over to him. And then he did some of the ones that got, you know, got, broke a thousand likes for the first time, then 2,000 likes. And it started. And that's to organically be, or is that paid? Was it a combination? It would, be, it would be a combination, but I don't think the budget was like that Huge, high. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like maybe $50 or something oh, or less. Yeah, um, wow. And, and, then, uh, and then we just sort of became quite known for that. And the funny thing was, um, I remember I used to do the community management for it. Like we used to try and be like funny and witty, uh, which is very hard for me, of course. And uh, and so I, I remember this um, uh, this one time this guy goes, "Oh, you're you're promoting this. You're you're boosting this meme. <laughs> How stupid that you're boosting a meme." And I was like, and I replied to him, I was like, "Get your calendar out. Note down the date when you said it's stupid to boost a meme, and let's have this chat in five years." And and I, you know. Have you gone back to that post? I haven't. I haven't. Go back. Oh, I've got so I've Go got a large to-do list after. No, the that's just just for vengeance. I should. Like, <laughs> G'day, Tim. Remember me. G'day, I'm back. Tim six four three eight nine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so um, 
uh, yeah, and so that that really that really started to um, grow the reputation of Hello Social. All of a sudden, people knew who we were. So I've gone from like no awareness to like actually there's something mildly unique about that. And you can't just in marketing, you can't just be funny. You have to have actually a, you can't just be funny. You have to have a reason for them to actually make a purchase. And so, although we are quite well known for our memes, I would like to think we're well known for our content as well. We do now two blog posts per week, and there's like produce and it's like it's in my opinion quite good content. As opposed to, you know, fluffy, unstructured, not real tangible point you can take away. It's actually like this is how to write an Instagram bio. Like do this, 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 this. Like, yeah, yeah, cool. So that bounce. It's the funny, the fun bounced out with the, you know, real like the actual substance. Are you still doing the funny stuff these days? Yes, 100%. Oh, you are. Oh, mate, that's that is. Has it changed over the years in terms of like the performance or how much you have to pay or kind of like what it looks like? Okay. Um, like if there's something that can be shared or not? Yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no completely. I don't know. completely. Um, so a lot of um, marketers are going to think that I'm stupid for saying this, but there is a really big shift in terms of social media and Facebook away from just in just trying to get engagement. And, it's, and they're saying now that you should be more top of the funnel, so trying to get, um, you know, try and reach a lot of people, but the right people, reach a lot of people and then get a lot of impressions with those people so that it's a high frequency. They've seen your content a lot of times and then try and drive other actually actionable metrics such as landing page views and website traffic and, and video views and then obviously conversions. So we used to um, focus on, we used to boost the posts for engagement um, and we were trying to get, you know, had a benchmark and now we've started boosting the posts not that we click the boost button just so we're clear <laughs> yeah I was like please thank you for please. confirming that yes. um, founder of social media agency <laughs> with <laughs> massive clients yes, I, I used to so what we do is we just go in and we hit the boost button and somehow yeah. it works it's, yeah it's science um, <laughs> so um, uh, so now we, we, we've changed our strategy to, to focus more on in uh, on um, yeah, reach and reach and frequency. But anyway, that's actually not working. So we're switching back to engagement. But I think for most companies, they should be doing that. Long story short, cost per engagement is, has gone up quite a lot over okay. time. Although, yeah, cost per engagement, uh, costs are, are across Facebook are going up. As yeah. they, of course, as yep. of course they are. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is that that's really interesting? And so, how much like did that have an impact on your growth? That that kind of because like I think at the beginning you said you started like at the time you had five staff and then you started the memes and then yeah things happened after that you and, know and i think slowly but surely yeah we went up to um went up to about 16 staff and i think people knew who we were so i would say um i have this notion in my head that there'll be a marketing team and especially a few years ago they would social media is seen at the bottom of, like not not too important and it comes last like you you decide your strategy and then you hand out some, oh, okay, go find the social media agency. Like it's bottom of the pile stuff. Yeah. And so the, um, you know, the most junior person in the team, they'd say, go, go and find some social media agencies. And then they do a Google search and they go, oh, I know Hello Social. They do the funny memes. And and that just got us a foot in the door. That got you a foot in the door, yeah. And I think that's kind of the um, the importance of the, the brand, you know. I think that like it's such a competitive space now across the board that, you know, it's not enough just to say, hey, I do this thing. It's actually say, hey, I know this company that's first and then yeah of course they do that thing as well you know yeah. and i think um with the amount of agencies out there um like it'd be hard to really stand out these days to create that brand when you're having to struggle to make like a profit from the really small 
sale value yeah and yeah. then trying to expand it because i know like a few people that have started a couple of agencies and they stopped after a couple of years it's like it must be so hard these days to oh, start it and to scale it you yeah. know um so 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 i don't know how they would approach it these days yeah and it, yeah it's how would you approach it like if you had to start again today you I, know? yeah i would i would try and do something that's really yeah really unique and and i mean that sounds obvious but um, no, I, uh, that's not obvious at all. Like, I think what people do is they go out and they go, okay, I'm going to cold call. Yeah. Or I'm going to launch some ads. Yeah, no. That's not unique, not but I think that's the standard thinking. So what would be unique? If I had to start it again, I would um, try and I would almost do, try and do like a PR stunt, like just, just so that we'd get our name on, on the uh, on the map. Uh, other agencies, I won't throw shade at anyone on the podcast. Yeah, please, because there's a, a lot of agencies <laughs> that actually will listen to this, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, so, um, so, yeah, other agencies have tried doing the meme thing and it just, I don't think there's enough room in the market for, there's not enough room in the market for two people doing memes, just so we're clear. <laughs> we own meme space now in marketing. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think it hasn't worked. So I think, you know, trying to be really different, trying to, trying to have like a unique brand, like, like you always should, you know, something that actually makes you different. Um, what would I do? I would probably, again, try to do something funny. I, I love how the, they do marketing in New Zealand. They always just try and cut through with some, with some humor. And I think the oh, Australian yeah, market it's has very so much mm, to learn from Dry that. humor over there, isn't it? Yeah, oh. I, I even love um, when you catch uh, Air New Zealand flights, the in-flight <sighs> entertainment, yes. uh, the information, and it's got the All Blacks on there. And it's just... It's all they take the Mickey out of themselves so well. Yes, it's so it good. Works, yeah, yeah. You like humor a lot. You actually say, um, and you use that as your draw card. Why do you think humor works in the realm of marketing? So I think it's you know, there's so much out there that is boring and dry and factual, and you know how you get a message across to someone is you make them feel something. And, and when you make someone laugh, it's, it's a strong feeling, you know? Um, and I think it just gets a lot of cut through because not many people are, not many, not many ads in marketing. I mean, if we look at the, the campaign from Uber with, um, with Kim Kardashian that, that, that came out a couple of days ago. Yeah, I didn't say that. Just ex- yeah. Could you explain it quickly? So it, it's, oh God, I'm going to get in trouble for this one. So um, it, it, it's definitely, you know, it, it's live, but I can't <laughs> remember the, so there's Kim Kardashian and then there's, I can't remember, it's, it's Magnus Sabansky. Um, I can't remember which character she's playing. It's from um, Kath and Kim. Yeah. I can't remember the, the yeah, yeah, name. Yeah. And they're having a conversation. It's like, and, she, and she's teaching her how to say, noise. <laughs> and uh, and, it, and it's just hilarious. Like yeah. the, it, it's incredible. And everyone's looking at that. Everyone's sharing it. And everyone's going, "Ah, that is so funny." So they're actually yeah. engaging with it by laughing. Yeah, great. And so yeah, in a dry, in a dry, boring market, make people laugh. I reckon. But I mean, that's not good. You can't you no, can't be a law firm. Though. Be like, come to why Crazy Kev's law firm. You know, but why can't you? Why can't you? I think even more so for a law firm or something like that, to actually take the Mickey out or, or make it make it more human. Mm. And bring a funny aspect to it. I, I think that would be cutting edge. I, I, I do agree with you, but I yeah. don't think it's going to. We wouldn't. Obviously I wouldn't want to pitch it to them. I think. I'll be honest with you. I think what's interesting uh, um, um, to point out, like, is that like that strategy kind of fits with Max, right? Like, he's oh, he's funny. That's his attitude. That's his style. Like, yep. he only wants clients probably um, who are who connect with the fact that that's funny. Like, mm. like if they're too serious, it's depends on the client of course yeah, but, yeah. Um, um, yeah. but that's okay as well I think for law firms I think uh, I don't know how many 
of the funny lawyers there are out there? Yeah. Is that a thing? Mm. You know, I think but if there was a funny lawyer, maybe they could do it, but I don't think they could try to make it funny. Yeah, uh, okay, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, so, for example, um, here, right, like at Web Profits, mm-hmm. that's not my style. So, yeah, if yeah, I try to be funny, yeah, yeah. because be that's going to get the cut through, it's yeah. not going to be as good as someone who's actually funny. There's some funny people here now. There's I think funny you're funny, people. Alex. <laughs> you guys are so handsome. So supportive, aren't they? Max, seriously, I've seen a lot of funny people in my life and heard a lot of people. Top of my list is like like really well-known comedians like Russell Brand. Mm. And then Alex. <laughs> Equal. E- e- equal. If, if, not if anything, I love you guys. Just so I'm such an seriously. optimist because I just take like. this as a. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I believe it. Yeah, so you should, <laughs> mate. But still, right? Like, yeah. it's not going to be the same across the board. So I think potentially there's something in there where I think a company that's starting out, especially like an agency, they need to find out kind of their personality and put their personality out there. But yeah. I think try something that can get cut through. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. I think there has to be like a massive amount of effort in something that's going to get that cut through. And I think that's where a lot of companies don't put that focus. Then they go, of course, I have an agency and yep. I just start to do some cold calls. Mm-hmm. Right? And I see a lot of agencies that have started out there and they don't actually use marketing to get clients, but they're well, a marketing that, that agency. I know, but they go out and they say, because it's expensive yep. to do Proper marketing. Yeah, but then right. how are you going to... Oh, sorry. Then how do you grow, blah, blah, blah. They're, they're, they're telling Sales you this, team. right? Sales yeah, team. Yeah, right? a phone book. Oh, God. Losing their voice. Oh, God. No. That, that's hell for me. Do you know we're in the year 2019, right? <laughs> but they, but, that, but that actually works. It's just that, yeah. like, it's just... But then the person that started that, that actually can make it work is a salesperson, mm. usually, right? Yeah, so yeah. I've seen the agencies that are started by a salesperson... They grow really, really fast because right. it's sales focused, like mm. immediately. Mm. Maybe their service isn't as quality yeah, as kind of yeah. some of the other yeah, stuff, absolutely. which we pride ourselves on. Yeah, but it still works for them. You know, so is there, there are a hole in the market there where the salesperson will be absolutely fantastic, but then the actual agency can't deliver on. Oh, that the uh, that, that, is, that definitely happens. That's very a majority. That's yeah. a lot of them. Yeah, it's not the majority, but it's a lot of them. Yeah, okay, it's a lot of them. Yep. Sorry, Max, I cut you off. Oh, no, 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 I, I agree. There, I think there are a lot of agencies out there that where the, the CEO is, is a great salesman who definitely started off doing that cold calling stuff. And I think at the end of the day, they're not they're not going to be working with the top brands. They're not going to be able to deliver on that work because they, you know, I think at their core, they're not. The sales. They're, 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 they're a bunch of salespeople that have some people doing delivery. They're not actually marketers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're not actually, yeah. you know, w- within that area that they should be in. But I do feel really sorry for... Um, for um, Companies that provide Google AdWords that are all trying to get clients through Google AdWords. The CVs, the cost per click on that must be insane. I know. So competitive. Oh, God. It is very, um, it's extremely competitive these days. It's an interesting, it's an, it's an interesting um, conversation on like, um, on us, if there should be a standard for agencies, if there should be some type of, I don't know. Certification. Like, I don't know. Certifications, maybe code of conduct. I don't know. Something. It's Because I've seen over the years a lot of dodgy stuff. Mm-hmm. and But it sells, right? And it's changing. I'm seeing like like a lot more pretty awesome agencies out there. Mm-hmm. A lot more than, you know, like it was like, like in the very start. Um, but there's still a lot of shady stuff out there, you know. And mm-hmm. there's nothing really that we can do to stop that. I, th- I guess that's why the brand is important, you know? I guess I just made a point and asked the question and <laughs> that's, that's that's me trying to be funny. How how uh, was that? Was that good? So, so good. good. So good. Right. I'm down. Can so I <laughs> say it again? Would you like an again, encore? 
That was great. <laughs> you oh. can cut that one, Adrian. No, that was, I'm that joking. Okay. That, that no, you can good. leave that. You can and, leave and that you in. You know what? If you've got to explain that it's a joke, even better. It's even better. It, it it's just, the first rule that's of That's how you know jokes. it's funny. That's, how else would you know? <laughs> I'd be sitting here, right? <laughs> I feel like we should have another. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely love it. All right. So both of you guys, um, Max, I'm going to go back to you. Something I love on your website, um, and I'm not going to put you on the spot to ask him if you know him off by heart, but with Hello Social, you've got these three things where you talk about your three family values. Mm. Mm. Yeah, mm. and I really like that from your organisation yeah. and I wouldn't mind looking at it. The first one is turn water into wine. Yeah. Okay, so what's that mean for, for Hello Social? Fantastic. So um, turn water into wine is that and, I, and on your first day at Hello Social, um, you will be walked around to the – literally there's, there's pillars that hold up the roof and we've got a painting on them uh, by one of our old staff members who's gone on to have a quite a successful career um, and he – Paintings, and I tell you, this, this is we turn water into wine. In an agency, we service our clients. And most of the time, our clients are really reasonable and really lovely people. But then every now and again, you know, they're not. And we are there to work for them. And if they call us at 5.30 or 5 o'clock on, on a Friday and they need this work done and it's reasonable, if, if a client asks for something reasonable, we should do it. And we are at the behest of our clients. And sometimes we've got to get an ad campaign out and they, we've asked for assets from the clients and they send us these shitty little pictures from a catalog, <laughs> which our poor graphic designers have to sit there and cut out from the white background so we can actually make this mildly visually appealing mm -hmm. for online. Yep. And so we turn water into wine. We take this negative situation and we deliver something awesome for our clients. And so many parts of all of our roles, and I like to say this to everyone, are not glamorous. So many, like from the from the managing director through to the most junior staff member, so many parts of our job are not glamorous. And we need to take that in our stride and, re and just turn that negativity, like it's a negative thing, say, you know what, this sucks and that's okay. I'm going to turn water into wine. I'm going to do something good. Yep, nice. I love it. Now this one, Max, just getting to know you now over this podcast, this is definitely one that you made up. I made up. Anyway, never mind. For family's sake. Ooh, ooh, okay. So, um... We, you know, we're, we're, we are a small business. We're about 30 staff. Um, we like to think of each other as a family. And, uh, and we, and so that is doing an action or doing activities or having a mindset that is for the greater good of the company. So uh, if someone does the dishes, that is, that's a small act, but it, it's for family's sake. It's for everyone else in the office. If someone works until 10 o'clock at night, getting a campaign off for a big client with a couple of other people, that's for family's sake because they're doing amazing work to get the recognition for Hello Social and obviously for the client. And conversely, you know, uh, on the other side, when we had staff that have been a bit selfish, a bit negative, um, I would say, I don't feel that you're here for the positivity of everyone else. And, um, and so you don't really fit our values. And so I'm not sure if we're going to have a role for you here. Fantastic. I, I love how you actually put in the same category either washing a dish or staying back at 10 o'clock holds the same value within your organisation. That's a really nice thing because um, it just goes to show, you know, there's so many different aspects to a business and, and what makes it work and what makes it work for a, a, a client as well. That's really nice. Your third family value, cheers, mate. Yeah. So this is uh, a really important one when hiring new staff. Um, it is... Uh, we would like to hire people that we would like to go to the pub or a cafe with and say, 
Cheers, mate. One of these. Let's Cheers. do one of these. Cheers, mate. Um, and and it's a concept that you know we're going to be working in office t- together for forty and sometimes more hours yep. per week. Um, and if we can work with people that we can get along with, the people we have common values with, it's going to make that time go so much better. You know, you can hire someone who's really amazing at performance ads, but they're a bit rude and they just sit by the cells in the corner and eat, eat their lunch. Like, Oh, for it, family's sake. Yeah, yeah. Or number two. What happened? So you, you you know, you want um and then it and then as a result of that, it's then hard to um ha, ha, you know, have a good relationship with that person because they're not engaging with you and therefore when things get tough, can you trust them? You know, when you go around to mm. the battlefield you look left, you look right. Uh, you know, you want to know you've got the right people with you, you want to have those solid relationships. And you also we want to hire people um who have strong moral character, you know, if they've, if they get it in, they talk negatively. Oh, my old agency sucked. They made me work till six o'clock, three nights a week. <clears throat> you know, yeah. then they're not, they're not, they're not a person of, um, not, not necessarily a person we want in the team. Do you have an induction process on to introduce them to these values and what the expectations are? Yes. We have a yeah. new starter checklist and, and that is one of the really important points. And then during the first week, which, which I do myself personally, that checklist. Um, and then I, walk up to them during the week and I'm like, sneak up behind them. I'm like, tell me what cheers mate means. You've got five seconds. <laughs> um, no, but we, 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 do, we you should try it in a German accent. We, though. I should, I should. <laughs> um, but we, we do quiz them on it that week on what yeah. the values mean. And then all of our, um, our, so we have three hello social awards each month. And one of them is for um, people who have lived that value. And in our leadership team, every Tuesday morning, 9am, we discuss, okay. Um, you know, Sam, who has stood out to you in the last week as living one of uh, as living one of the values? Who are they? What do they do? And why? Yep, mm. I absolutely love it. And Alex, I know this is something that you've done at Web Profits as well. You have invested so much into a positive, beautiful culture of growth here, mm-hmm. and it sounds like you guys are so in alignment of how you do it, and that's why you both got successful businesses. Yeah, for sure. I mean, our values are a bit less fun, <laughs> but yeah. they're extremely real and they're they extremely, this, like it kind of like embodies the stuff that's important as well. I think that's... But it de- I like, do you mind going through your values? Because I actually, I personally love them, but yeah. Um, yep. Go for it. Off the top of your head. Off I the top of my head? Yeah, yeah. Oh, we have eight values. Okay. Um, I don't think I can... Give me a Can I have them in them? alphabetic order? No. So um, we play as a team. Yep. Yeah. Um, it, um, it's open and no bullshit and yep. we swore on purpose there just to make it completely up uh, c- completely make it open right? yeah. yeah um uh, we play as a team yeah yep. and we play we p- play as a team and mm. so it's about yep. teamwork it's about actually having fun um it's about uh, being open and transparent yeah yep. and so that's like a super um a super important one and kind of having the harder conversations and not mm. trying to hide stuff yeah. and there's four more as well you know yeah, yeah. But, but i think the big one is that because I used to think of it like a family too, but then mm-hmm. I heard this interesting, I think it was a podcast because how good are podcasts? Mm. Um, b- but it was like this interesting conversation that it's more like a team than a family where a team, everyone has to really um, be contributing to the mm. team. With a family, you have unconditional love. Mm. It's not unconditional here. Mm, and that's yeah. what I realized, you know, is like, yeah. and maybe that's a bit more harsh than the family conversation, but I heard it and I was like, actually, that's more in line um, yeah, with whatever. what... Um, the, 
the culture is here. Yeah, at that's least. right. It's yeah. whatever works for you guys. I mean, like, and it seems like it's both working really, really well for you. I mean, like, um, I, I'm just gathering people that, well, I know people who work at WorkProfits love working here. So I'm gathering at Hello Social will be the same thing. Like, you create a really, really cool environment where people feel wanted and, and, and the culture actually figures out whether or not you're going to last or not. Yes, yes. No, I would love to think that everyone enjoys working there. Yes. Mm. <laughs> On this podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly. Why not? Um, yeah. <laughs> hey, just a quick one. Um, just because I just want to jump quickly um, to your software startup. Mm, mm. Um, can you just talk about that? Quickly? And what's your P and L on it? <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. So um, yeah, so I think that um, service uh, people who run service companies and people who are marketing for services, I think a lot of them are. Uh, look at the the greener grass that is product running a product company and, and marketing products and think, Jesus, wouldn't it be easier if I run a pro- a company that sold products? Like, mm. surely that would be like infinitely scalable, right? You know, if I, you know, let's say you were selling, um, God, what's God? a good <laughs> what's a good product? <laughs> let's say you have a um, you know, you're the first person who invented protein powder. Okay, um, and it was still 2019, so you could sell on the internet. One would like to think that if you had a good product, you could scale that business quite a lot because the amount of revenue you do is not necessarily attributable to things that slow a business growth down, which is people. Um, hiring people is, is very hard to scale typically. Anyway, so I, um, I read a book called um, The E-Myth, The Myth of the Entrepreneur, and it talked about the importance of systemizing your company. And I had a, another web development company, um, and the, I was a share, I was, I think I was a director. And um, I think I was I a director. I think I, I was a director. <laughs> I was a director, and uh, years ago. Yeah. And, uh, and- Must have been at least- Six years ago. Like one, two, three. <laughs> um, I, so I, 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 well, it was a director and I had a very good relationship with the managing director. And I was like, you know, I really could use this piece of this system, this piece of software. And if I could do that, I could really increase the efficiency of Hello Social. And that was um, our, our bottleneck was at the time working with sort of medium sized companies was actually um, a workflow for getting some of the content approved. We weren't going out and doing photo shoots at that point and high-end production. So um, it was more, the content was more done with graphic design and it was higher volume in, in a sense. And so we created a piece of software that you would allow you to show the client what your Facebook and Instagram content would look like in situ, so on Facebook and Instagram, and they could click approve or reject. These were the days when we were using Google spreadsheets that had one column that had the, the words in it, the copy, and then the other one had an image. And it was just such a bottleneck within the company. So I said, hey, mate, can you build just, you know, build me a tool that will just automate this process and automatically schedule the content? It was a, um, after we sort of built <laughs> the absolute embodiment of a minimum viable product, um, internally, I thought, you know what, I think other agencies would like this. And so in true startup style i had a landing page i had a gif so an animated gif that was you know writing the post dropping in an image and then sending off that what you know what it would look like on facebook and someone clicking approve or reject it was like an eight second gif and it just repeated itself and the landing page had 
uh, it had just that GIF and then, you know, create, approve, create, approve or reject and then schedule your content. And it had an email, like put your email address here if you're interested, coming soon. And I got like, I think I posted in a few forums and it went quite well. I got a few hundred people saying, I want that, this is amazing, give it to me. And, uh, and so I thought, oh, okay, we should, we should probably go about trying to build this a bit more. Yeah, so that was how, how, how the concept started and how the initial company started. And then where did it go from there? Because obviously you, you went, I think when we spoke, you were, I think, heading to San Francisco or something at the time. So like yeah. it obviously went from that point to kind of heading to San Francisco. Yeah, So yeah. what was that yeah. journey? So I ended up, um, I was the CEO of that company for two and a half years in the end. So, that you know, it... it um, went in different stages and we did build the product and I, we sort of funded it out of Hello Social, um, which is the reason I don't have a house. Um, and, uh, is that true? I possibly, possibly very, very possibly. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, that, that wasn't actually a joke. It was, that was yeah, a tear. Yeah. Actually. That was a tear. Yeah. That was a, okay. That was a real, yeah. 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 We can cut that out. I'm joking. Um, <laughs> uh, so no, I mean, that's what this is about as well. It's exactly. to say, it's not all rosy. It's not all, you know, we just want Ubers and we just want all these big campaigns. It's actually, there's a bit of difficulty in this process, you know, just a tad. Just yeah. A tad, yeah, yeah. You know? So we, we, um, we, we built the product up to a certain point and, um, and it was out there. Like eventually it went live. Eventually it was something that you could just start using, uh, you could just enter your email address and you could just set it up yourself. You didn't need the intervention of us um, to go and set it up for you, which it did in the early days. Mm-hmm. And we said, okay, let's go and get some funding for this to grow it out to what it needed to be. And we basically didn't end up getting funding before our money ran out, essentially. Um, the company, so we had these big expansion plans. We had all these products we were going to build. We we're going to, at the at certain times, we were going to, I think we have rebuilt it like, several times to be honest with you but we were gonna rebuild it again and uh it was going to uh yeah we were just going to b- build a f- build more and more features and really take it out to, to the mass market that's what we we're going to do with with raising funding and i i don't know i feel like how much were you going after d- if you're able to share that i mean if not it's fine I think as well it was i think it was like one or two million or something yeah that's helpful to have <laughs> that's would've, helpful to have would have yeah. made things easier and so yeah the, we didn't end up getting the funding in the end and i still ran hello social and i made the decision that for myself i was going to go back to hello social so i i resigned from the company the company still exists and it's what's the software called yeah let's put it out it's there. called review spell it, spell it yeah. dot so com like, or dot com dot au dot com yep um and it, uh, and yeah, so it, it still exists. We didn't, we haven't built the additional features um, and it just exists in, in what it was, which in hindsight, I should have just, again, just gone for a minimum viable product without, you know, giving it out to all these clients. And it's like, oh, it'd be great if it had um, social media analytics and built on it. And I was like, oh, sure. I'll, I'll build you an analytics platform on top of the one function this is supposed to have. You know, you look back on these things in hindsight, like, what the fuck did I do that? So, um, yeah. yeah, so that, that was um, one of the many learnings that I had on that project. So what was the biggest learning from that project? Mm, mm. I, I'm not sure what the, the individual biggest one was, but I think if I had my time again, it is the job in a, in a startup situation, it is the job of the CEO to look after capital raising. And I feel I probably sh- I should have focused more on that, uh, number one. Uh, so 
That's what I, one of my learnings. Um, the other one is I would, yeah, continue on the minimum vi- viable product for quite a while. I wouldn't um, try and change too many features, trying to add too many features. And it's, it's such a hard role being a product, like choosing what, what a product needs to have. Mm. You can stray from your goals and it was my, my first time doing that. And would you do it again with another piece of software? You know, sometimes I, I, I um, consider going back in because it's still around and yeah. it's, still, it's still up and running. It still has customers. It still does its thing. Um, and I'm, and I, always, I always look back and I'm like, oh, oh, that, that, but it's such a good business model. Surely it's scalable. Wait, no, no, Max, no, just focus on the one thing. I myself, where I'm at in my career, um, having negatively impacted my golden goose so much by doing another company would just like to stick to doing just one company at and a time. so what happened like in terms of that you know yeah so basically i was running hello social um i was spending less time running the company and and it did it lost a lot of clients over an extended over over a while it lost some clients and and it very much shrunk and i i went back into it and uh and and then when you went back in, it turned around. Yeah, oh, yeah. Because I remember that time. It was like, oh, cool. Now all of a sudden, all these clients are coming back on, and everything's happening again. Yeah, and and this what was- changed? Like actually having you back. Like what was the big difference? Oh, look, look, ma- many, many things. Um, it, it was a, it was a several years ago. This is uh, certainly not not a recent story. Yeah, 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 sure. Um, and uh, you know, I mean, having a these companies are bloody hard enough to run doing sixty hours a week, let alone when you're doing. 12 you yeah, know and okay. i think that that, that, that says was it. it all that yeah. says it all isn't yeah. it yeah interesting um yeah i actually um had hired two developers here for about two years we almost launched four or five products i thought that f was going somewhere else no yeah, no yeah, no, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank god for that so that's where the start is kind of funny <laughs> it's like, I like oh. I it was great. Yeah. um but yeah like we never got there and they kept going into these places of like trying to figure out how to do machine learning. Yeah, So we tried to find a way um, to build a product that would automatically look at the backlinks of a bunch of competitive sites mm-hmm. and identify the ones that were the most quality and mm-hmm. show us those ones and actually automate the process of acquiring them. Automate the process of, of acquiring, acquiring them. them. So like, uh, so we would basically find the who is information, it would mm-hmm. do outreach, it would, like, it would just do all this. Oh, part. wow. We okay. got stuck on categorizing links. And anyway, they were basically in there Figuring out machine learning algorithms, this is like five, six years ago too. Yeah. Anyway, it didn't work, surprisingly. Um, but I didn't know how to talk to developers. Oh, they I speak another language. I couldn't do it. You know, oh. like I can talk to marketers and I can talk all the way down to the to the smallest of the uh, tactics or details. But developers were like, the widget's not working. I'm like, we'll fix the widget. Oh, yeah, we're fixing it. Okay, cool. Fix it faster, please. How long will that be? I don't know. Uh, yeah, it'd, uh, no, it'd be about two weeks. Two weeks. Something comes up. And, and <laughs> then two it's months like, later, where, where's the widget? Why isn't it fixed? <sighs> yeah, so the uh, timeline went out a bit. It's to do with the JavaScript. And I tried to make a simple analytics dashboard, but then all the APIs were a challenge. And so I didn't know anything about APIs. And so years later, I spoke to a friend of mine and he's like, oh, have you heard of a product manager? And I was like, well, what's that? Because I keep hearing about them like at eBay, right? Like mm-hmm. it's like, oh yeah, there's all these product managers that keep, you know, kind of handling things. I finally figured it out. I should have listened back in the day, right? And they're the ones so that communicate. You, you were told that advice back then? Well, I, yeah, so I had a short stint at eBay back in 2004. Yeah, yeah. Everyone there's a product manager. I'm like, oh, these people do. Yeah, you know? sure. Um, and then this is only a few years ago now. I found out that the, the product manager 
um, is the person who communicates between stakeholders, uh, uh, between stakeholders and developers. Yep. And they can talk to a developer and can get them to do things and can question them and right. can say, hmm, Maybe that's not the right way of doing it. And maybe that's a better way of doing it. Right? Yep. And we don't have that person. It's all just a black box because the developers also need the product manager to keep them in line because they're going to go off in different paths and do different things. Oh. And then be like, let's rebuild it again. It's mm. like, do we need to rebuild it again? Or can we do it like that instead? You know? Oh, yeah. We I, call them the developer whisperers. Developer whisperers. And so that was, um, that was my journey. But I never actually just got it to launch. But I will do it again. It's just now I know how much it's going to cost, who I need. You don't need another and I, house. You, you and don't. I, <laughs> yeah, that's a long story too. <laughs> um, and um, and just to know the parts where I'm good at and to actually find someone who can actually support the rest, you know. I think I was a bit too optimistic in the software development thing. I thought if you, I mean, how hard could it be to build a piece of software? Um, yep, pretty hard. Pretty who, hard. who knew? Who knew? This, it's the, I think it's the optimism of entrepreneurs who mm. just have one success and they think they can just have all these other ones and it's like it's guaranteed and it's like not guaranteed. Yeah, you think you're like, well, I'm God's gift because I got this far with this one. Clearly, I'm going to be good at this. And, and yeah, and we see it as well. We have a, a lot of entrepreneurs come to come to us and they've built, you know, look at their, you add them on LinkedIn, you're like, oh my God, you were, you started that. Fuck yeah, go you. And then they start this new business and it absolutely crumbles and you're like, oh, okay, great. It's, um, it is challenging all the time. And so before, like you said something which um, is something I still struggle on, um, to focus on the one thing. You said to focus on the one thing is to focus on Hello Social. Yeah. That's your thing right now. Is that hard? Uh, oh, it fucking keeps me entertained. <laughs> I can tell you that much. Um, yeah. Look, you know, there's, there's I think at the end of the day, you're, you're sitting in an office, you're going to meetings, you're answering emails, you're talking to people. Whether you're doing that for five companies or one, um, you know, the actions are still sort of the same. So uh, there's different, obviously, different departments where I work and then I have like a new sort of branch of services that we, we want to create and then it's almost like a new company, you know, it like, is. oh, I'm going to work on, um, you know, years ago it was influencer marketing. Influencer marketing, what's that, you know? Uh, and then we, we built out a team for that and um, new systems, new processes, new people and and new clients and, and it's almost like a whole new Business whole within new a world. business. Yeah. Can we jump to that quickly? Yeah, um, sure. So with influencer marketing, mm -hmm. How effective is that for you and your clients? So I would say, and this is, that's a like good question. These days as well. Yeah, 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 yeah Last yeah. 12 months, let's say. So I would say there's, you know, you, when you talk to someone, you say, oh, I, I, you know, I do influence marketing. And, and I, I, I think most, a lot of marketers would say, you mean you get a, you know, a, a person to post a picture of them sipping on a tea from your tea company and go, ooh, I love this tea. It makes me feel so happy. And they would sort of look at you with a bit of disdain, like that is not marketing. You don't know what you're doing. And I would probably agree with them. So what is what is good influence marketing and sort of how has it changed over the last, the last 12 months? It's not about, that's almost sampling. It's almost like just convincing, giving someone $400 to post about your your brand with, you know, your tea bottle in the background or whatever that is. That's, that, that, that's only reaching a few hundred people that's not really and, and people these days they they see through that mm. and and you're and you're kidding yourself if you think they don't there is amazing ways innovative ways which are so much fun of doing influencer marketing so uh, you know one one thing that it's actually quite old now is um you know you have you know especially with the the bigger marketers uh sorry the big the bigger influencers like you know 
500,000 plus, it's, it's more of an involved um, process. You, you will get a production team and you'll go and you, you it's more like a content partnership. Mm. And then that content can be, um, should not only go like going on their, on their social media presence. That's like, th- that's like the tip of the iceberg. That's like 8% of it. The rest of it is, okay, what can we do with that content? It's going in the marketing collateral. We have a, a pretty large client at the moment and it's, and the, the influencer content that we've created for them is going on their products around the world. It's going to, it's going on as a little, um, a little thing that goes on top of the product. And so it's just something that's, that's not on the internet. Something that's not, (laughs) I don't know what it's called. Yes. What's that thing called? I don't know. It's made of paper. Who knows? Um, so, uh, so, you know, the content that, so that was part of the negotiation with, with the influencers, like your, you know, the the content that we create with you, we're supplying the the production team. So it's going to be schmick and, you're, you're, you're basically brand ambassadors and that's going on products around the world. Which, and they're like, oh my God, this is so cool, which it is. And, and then we would, the content that we create with them, the quality content then goes out on their social media presences. They would give us advertising access to their social media presences, normally Instagram. Mm-hmm. And then we are boosting that, you know, for quite a large amount of money, tens of thousands of dollars to target the target market of our, of our client's customer. So, they're not just seeing ads coming at them from uh, from the brand. They're seeing you know this person that that uh, that they follow, or maybe they don't follow. Maybe they have never heard of them, and they're seeing content from them. Mm. So that is that is one of the sort of innovations and a way of doing it quite differently. And then that's also content production for the the client as well. So is there a smaller scale version of that? So is there ones like I say, for example, if there are because. Uh, some organizations at the moment um, who are listening yep. and they don't have tens of thousands for a post and a production team to go out. Is there a smaller version? Is there the ones that's between that and the people that are holding up um, the Windex and saying, I love my Windex. Like, is there something between that? Yeah. Or is it they're not? Or is it just no. too hard these days at like, the smaller levels? I think I think it is. Um, I think there's definitely a lot a lot of innovation that you can have with the, the smaller brands as well. Um, you know, I think we've got some local you know local businesses like let's say a chain of like five or six businesses, and then we'd send people there, and then all of a sudden, well, what influencers are really good for is is making something seem cool. It's that so it's that um that social proof. Mm-hmm. So someone's only got like five ten thousand followers. And we can, and they go, and let's say it was a, a local burger place, and they take really amazing photos with that burger that you know is, is probably sometimes better than has ever been done for that burger place or any of their burgers <laughs> they've ever produced before, and um, and then that's a really interesting piece of photography for that that goes out to their followers, and then again that that brand can you know who might have paid that person a hundred dollars, one hundred and fifty dollars, and a free meal, so like it's pretty good, good for the influencer good. too, yeah. So it goes out to their following and then also is content. It's, all, it's actually like content production as well. So it's also your content budget as well as also reaching other people and getting a really new take on what it is that you're doing. And that's a shift, isn't it? It's actually, cre- like it's actually a content production play with an influencer promotion piece. Exactly, exactly. And how much, how much is a photo shoot? Like a photo shoot's not cheap. Whereas, you, you know, get, let's say you've got $2,000 for a photo shoot at for your, you know, five uh, chicken burger places. You know, got to do two and a half grand. Food and is not cheap. Spend the two and a half grand on, you know, influencers, $150 each. That's, you know, eight-ish influencers. And mm-hmm. then you've got eight, really eight, eight amazing pieces of content. I like it. That's Gentlemen, what I, like, what I like hearing here that you both agree upon a lot of things and it sounds like although you are 
you've got your own organisations, your own companies. You, you are in, in a sense, competition to each other. But I think you could work collaborative, collaboratively as well. Here you go. This is what I'm going to do. This is the challenge here. In two minutes, you guys are both going to work out. There's a new there's a new brand of butter coming out. Haven't got a name for it yet. You guys are about to name it. It's I can't believe it's not butter. Beautiful. And now you're going to come with a strategy on how you're going to pump it out there. Go. <laughs> what do you mean? Like how do you how do you want us to do this? You know, we'll to start so, talking. So a I wouldn't be able to have come up with a name. Well, that's, <laughs> that's, what, that's what Max did. Well done. <laughs> that's not my area. <laughs> that's at an all. existing. Oh, is it? Name, yep. Or, it or maybe it's a tagline. It's a tagline. I can't believe it's not butter. For which, not butter. for which brand? I don't know. This it is doesn't matter. That's it. You He's writing it down. So. I can't believe it's not butter. Yeah. Well, okay. I think it's trademarked. Yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> How are we going to get this out there? I, would, I mean, I want to go down the influence path now on like something funny. Okay. I mean, like, yeah, like if I'm working now with Max, right? Yeah, and are. if we're working together, yeah. um, and then I want the funny content that I can like, promote like crazy okay. across every channel yeah so what would you do and i want to put you on the spot now from a content perspective you know so what's something funny that we can do with butter all right i'm gonna do like uh stu stupid things that you oh stupid things you can do with butter challenge so like we're all using it for food right but you know it could also be used for other things like <laughs> like uh, greasing up greasing bearings. Up, yes, thank you. Greasing yes. up the bearings. Well, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that's where I was going with this. So um, uh, it could be used for greasing up berries. So we could have like a, um, we could have a um, what else you could use butter for challenge, right? And then we get, uh, we actually, you know, seed it with like, you know, um, 10, you know, 10 quite big influencers and we actually go and film it with them. And then we get them to launch, hey, I just did the uh, um, what I can do with butter challenge. And, uh, and we, we, we film it and we do uh, you know, come up with some really interesting ideas. It could be playing pranks on people, um, you know, butting up the floor when they, yep. when they, when they walk out. Um, so we don't get so I, I like the one where you go underneath <laughs> the car handle, the door. Yeah. Oh, we've all oh, done that. Oh, oh mate. God. How good. Yeah. Yep. We, yeah. We could do that. We could you do. You two are trouble. That's what I yeah. can say. I've never oh, done that. Now, now, Alex, you come into this as well. So, so, Max, you've got some great. Now, how do? What do we do, Alex? We've got the concept. We we know what we're going to do. With what are you going to do for us? Oh, well. Um, well, first of all, I like to um uh, to retarget everybody that comes to to the influencers page. I want to oh. scale up their ads exactly like you know what Max said before no, no, about. Max said. No, about what Max said before about okay, actually right, advertising right. to their audiences. Cool, got it. Yeah. <laughs> I want to capture their emails. That's my number one thing. Yeah, like I want to try to capture their emails and find a way to get them to go in store and to choose it. Yeah, so to make maybe some competition yep. that there's one person that um, who buys his butter in this month that's going to get something fantastic, like a holiday to Mykonos or something like that, right? Yep. Now- People are going to probably Matt go Max out. Max is to nodding. You guys are working well <laughs> on this project. Yep. Yeah, go on. <laughs> that's about as far as that's about as far as far as it goes right now because it's FMCG. Yep. FMCG is like notoriously difficult mm -hmm. to track back to a sale. Yeah, there's mm -hmm. some programmatic campaigns we could run um, to mothers or to people um, that are going to be there purchasing at that time, right? Yep. Um, it's not the most exciting stuff. The campaign ideas sound way more sexy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like we'll just smother the internet um, yeah. with anyone who buys butter. We'll see these campaigns. We'll be part of it, and we'll be wow. leveraging that content um, to really try to push them in store. Probably have to come up with some really um, advanced ways to track store traffic and to really make sure that we can kind of integrate with some of these FMCG 
yep. kind of uh, kind of um, the targeting stuff. Let's say, for example, we can do programmatic campaigns that target people oh, yeah. who buy butter, mm-hmm. and we can advertise this to them. Right? Yep. That's like one thing we could do. You know? Yep. And lots of those scaling strategies. Cool. Mm, mm. Max, anything else on that? So far, I'm, I'm liking the product. Yes, yes. I would uh, say, um, besides my, no pun intended, cooked idea. <laughs> oh, you are the funny one. <laughs> um, but also, just so you know as well, um, he does stand up. Oh, really? He does stand oh, up. You can I use that line? Me? Yeah, you can. It's <laughs> fine. As long as you credit me at the end, like we're all, we're all gravy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I would, yeah, I would have, I, I would have to link it back in like a positive way to the brand. You can't have an idea that doesn't link back positively. And it would be something like, um, use cooker the right, use, use butter the right way, yep. you know? Um, and then I think in, in the FMCG land, um, it's really about reach and frequency. People don't necessarily have to always engage with the product, but like they have seen it. Actually, the technical term is a fuck ton of times yep. for them to actually want to go in and make that purchase. Can um, I just can I just put one in? I know oh. I, I'm not in the realm of marketing. Okay, like I'm just I'm a simple well, I'm a person. specialist. I know. Especially for butter marketing. Okay. Mm, but, but That's what, my new keyword I'm going to rank for what, on Google. What I reckon, Mar- what, what I've got- <laughs> Butter marketing. You, butter marketing. You got the butter, the funny stuff, you've gone targeting mums and that. What about a campaign where mums do practical jokes on, on their kids oh, around butter? Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. And make that, see how- oh, That could go up against like the cat memes almost. Almost. See, I mean, <laughs> but it works. Almost. It works, right? You know. And All there's right. other stuff that's a bit less exciting around um, the recipes, around kind of, you know, yeah. you, you can get people- to use that butter in like a c- cooking thing. There's, yeah, there's stuff. But yeah, right. generally, we're not the butter specialists. And I this think- is true. This is true. I <laughs> yeah. found out literally today what the difference between butter and margarine is. What is so, it? Oh, really? So needless to say, this is not my area of expertise. What is it? Well, um, but according to um, a, a person who's nicknamed Plant Mama, um, <laughs> I'm not even kidding, um, she said margarine comes from plants, and she would know she's the Plant Mama, yeah. and um, and. Uh, butter comes from animals. Oh, yep. mm. is margarine from olive oil? No, that's something different. That's no, it can be canola oil. It can, it can be, be or any. It's of any oil, stuff. right? Yeah, yeah. Anything from from a plant, gentlemen. It has been very, very entertaining. But having both of you on today, Alex, this is your show. It's so it's great to have you on your own show. It's bloody brilliant. I'll tell you <laughs> Thanks, what. mate. Yeah, it really is. appreciate Max, it, Max. You have been absolutely funny, fantastic, and inspiring. Thank you for being so honest, beautiful, vulnerable, and informative for everybody. Um, Max, just one quick question for you. Best bit of advice you could ever give anybody starting their own company? There's a quote by a very man significantly smarter than I am, and his quote was, be persistent, be persistent, be persistent. If success was easy or if business was easy, everyone would be doing it. And my key to success in my life was being consistent, which is different from stubborn, um, I would say persistent yeah persistence is everything i think like i'm certainly not uh the smartest person yeah that one that would part i know for sure there's way more Let's smart stop people it, out like there Max, yeah, no, no, no. when it comes no, to smart but 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 persistent <laughs> persistent yeah. and stubborn towards my persistence like it just it would, it would yeah. just there there is no other way and i think yeah. that has to be the approach right because it's not it's going to be hard forever yeah, but yeah. but it's going to be different. It's going to get a lot yeah. better, you know. But it's still going to be difficult. Like I'm sure these days, it's not like it was in the beginning, but it's still hard um, a lot of the time. Oh uh, yes, it's 
it's hard in a very different way. A very different way. It's yeah. a more fun hard. <laughs> Look, I think it is. I and think it's, it's, it's almost like a less hard hard <laughs> in a different sense. Yeah. If, if, yeah. yeah. Guys, thank you so much. I'm really happy. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> I'm so glad that, that sense, we've right? <laughs> <laughs> Good fun. I know. Bam. You guys are awesome. Thank you very much. Thanks, Tony. Cheers, mate. Right. Thanks, yeah. Max. Thanks for listening to the Growth Manifesto podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please head on over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating. For more episodes, please visit growthmanifesto.com forward slash podcast.